0: Thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books. I'm Jason Calmley. Is God a vegetarian? God being God the Son, the Creator of the World, Jesus Christ. Is God a vegetarian? That's the question we're going to try and tackle in this episode of Jesus and Books. It's also the title of the book that we're reviewing Is God a Vegetarian? Christianity. Vegetarianism and Animal Rights by Richard Allen Young. should probably preface this episode by explaining my views. Currently, I'm a, what they call an oval vegetarian, which means I eat only eggs. The only eggs that I purchase are free-range eggs or free-run eggs. For those of you that don't know what free-run or free-run range eggs are, the chickens are allowed to run free. They're not kept in cages and force-fed for their entire lives. The eggs are more expensive than normal eggs, but it's worth it to me for several reasons. First is that I want to support the humane treatment of animals. I think it's a w- worthwhile goal and I think it actually behooves us as, as humans, as stewards of this earth, to, if we are to derive any utility from animals, if we are to use animals, that we try and ensure their happiness, that we permit them to be happy. So that's one reason that I'll buy free-range eggs I believe that's the closest that I can get to that ideal I hope the chickens are happy Uh, another reason is that animal suffering matters to me and this book has been actually really really helpful with that it's had a number of scriptures so there's scriptures if I can find it in Joel 119 talking about how in day of judgment there'll be a lack of grain for the flocks and for the cattle and that they will suffer and also we see in Psalms uh, 104 also in Genesis and uh, Joel 2:22, that animals experience fear and same kind of emotions that man does So that's confirmed in scripture. I learned that thanks to this book. The third reason is that I want to try and minimize the amount of suffering that I create in this world. So that's why I have made that decision. So where I stand with animals is that they are persons, non-human persons with a sense of self, a will to live, and the same range of emotions that humans feel. Certainly science is bearing this out, there's a lot of research confirming that, but anyone with a pet who has invested emotionally in a pet would know this. They've gotten returns of love, They they know that their pet is a, is a person. So that's where I stand. But where does the Lord stand on this? That's what really matters. That's what this podcast is about. What Where does the Lord stand on this particular issue? This book helps us with that. Now the book, the way it frames this discussion is in a as a narrative arc. So in the beginning, Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden, they're in this idealized state, and God prescribes a vegetarian diet. So we see in Genesis one twenty nine, and God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. So meat uh, in the scriptures is a is a kind of a general term for sustenance or food. It doesn't specifically mean flesh of, a, of an animal. So in the beginning, in this idealized state, God prescribes a vegetarian diet. Now at the end of the world, you know, Isaiah gives these visions of after the Savior returns and harmony and peace is brought back to the earth. This is how Isaiah describes it. And the wolf will dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with a kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and the little child shall lead them. So again, we're going to return back to this state where there's no killing there's no predator prey dynamics so what is happening in the meantime let's so we'll discuss that a bit this book covers everything exhaustively and i'm just going to touch on certain things hopefully in a kind of coherent manner so let's we'll try and do this chronologically adam and eve are driven are, they've partaken of the forbidden fruit. They're going to be driven from the earth. They they are ashamed of their nakedness, so they're given skins to wear, to cover their nakedness. So that's interesting, how God gives them animal skins as a covering. And the book goes into that, discusses that. An interesting point, though, that they make, that I can remember of this book, it's um, it's not a thick, thick book, but it's extremely dense in information. But they were uh, getting back to my point, they were in a fallen state when they were given like, these skins. That's what kind of strikes me. However, they're being driven into the big, bad world here, but they're still instructed, God still instructs them that you know thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee and thou shalt eat the herb of the field and by the sweat of thy face thou wilt eat the, uh, your bread until you return to the ground because from it you were taken for thou art dust and from dust thou shalt return of course adam in hebrew means from the ground Or or dust. So even though they're being driven out of the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve are still instructed to 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 be vegetarians. And he's quite specific about that. Now, the first concession that we see to eat meat is when Noah. Parks ark uh, on land. This is after the flood. Who knows what state the earth is in after being completely submerged in water? But the but the Lord makes a concession that they can eat meat, but there is restrictions involved with that. I won't go into into all the scripture here, but there are certain concessions to that that they are not to uh, partake of the of the blood of it there to drain the blood and also that there's a, there's a penalty in at that time too where man will no longer live 120 years so that's interesting so again we're falling away from that idealized state this is how this book is framing it uh, jesus and sacrifices so i'll there's it's quite good on that it talks about apostle uh, Paul and when he in the the issue there uh, I know that uh, Hosea 6 6 it mentions And it's also quoted in a number of times in the New Testament the Lord says about sacrifices for I desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings So so that and god definitely prefers loyalty and righteousness over killing of animals or sacrificing of animals the book also goes into quite a lot of depth and a lot of scripture about god loving animals the lord does jesus love animals well we see that animals they had a right to rest on the sabbath There was a prohibition against muzzling animals as they were threshing grain. And there was times where people were uh, reproached, reprimanded, or uh, blessings were taken away because they had abused animals. So it mentions all those scriptures in it. There's so much to cover in this. Uh, I highly recommend this book. I'll just say that now. And we also see, you know, the scriptures about you know, animals having an eternal state. Something that it didn't mention, there was, although it, it just really exhaustively covers, you know, all the topics that I can thought. They, it didn't mention that that one verse in Job, how God says that he, you know, he, and the Lord says that he was the one that let the donkey escape from its master to 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 live out in the in the wilderness. So I'll touch a bit on what the views of Latter day Saints are. As some of you may know, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, also known as the Mormons. And there uh, we have a, a health code. You could call it it's called the word of wisdom. It's outlined in Doctrine and Covenants 89 Section 89. I'll read you verse 12 and 13 So this is what Latter-day Saints believe yea flesh also of beasts and of the fowls of the air I the Lord have ordained for the use of man with thanksgiving nevertheless there to be used sparingly Then in verse 13, and it is pleasing unto me that they should not be used only in times of winter or of cold or famine. There's other scriptures as well say generally the same thing. So there is a lot of meat in this book. Sorry for the pun. I highly recommend it. It's a great book it's one of my favorites if you have any questions about this or about my views feel free to email me at uh, info at jesusandbooks.com you can friend or follow me on Goodreads you can also follow Jesus and books on Twitter so that's it thanks for listening God bless (music)